I could kill them all right now without breaking a sweat, but I'm not a fucking monster, no matter how badly they all treat me. I'm above the shit. I repeat my mantra in my head again. Better to be hated and alive. Better to be in pain than a murderer. Better to be alone and safe. And today, Jen and I are going to be talking about the Bonds That Tie series by Jay Bree. And I'll go ahead and get us started because I fucking love this series so much. It's one of my favorite series. I can't even remember. Who was it that recommended this to us? Was it you or was it Kayla? I think it was Kayla. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was Kayla. Like it's been, it was on my TBR for a long time, but. Yeah, mine too, because I had read other, the other reverse bully series by Jay Bree. So I've read quite a other of her stuff, but I hadn't gotten to this yet. And then Kayla started reading it. She's like, oh my gosh, you guys have to read this so we can talk about it. Yes. Yep. And it has literally become one of my top five favorite series. So. Wow. I didn't realize it ranked that high for you. Yeah, it does. It literally has all, it has all of the elements that I love. It has the paranormal fantasy. It has the reverse Mm -hmm. harem. It doesn't have like well, I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the darkness, but it it has enough darkness in there that it literally like yeah. hits every single one of my. There's no miscommunication. I mean, I mean, there's a misunderstanding, which I know it's a tight line, but like the main female character is strong. She's independent, and I love all of the main male characters too. Like they each bring mm-hmm. something different, and sometimes when you have a reverse harem or a series that has a lot of main characters. Sometimes it's hard or I would say hard. I've never had to write it, but I assume that it's quite difficult to make each of the characters stand on their own. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Jay Bree does an amazing job of navigating all of these characters on the page in a six book series. Like it's phenomenal. So it's going to be really hard for me to find things that I don't like about it. Now, there are some things that I – okay, we'll just start with that. So <laughs> I feel like there was a few things that were left unexplained, and that bothers me because if it's not being explained, then why put it in the in the book to begin with? So one of them – and if it got explained, I must have missed it every single time that I've read this series because I've read this series quite a bit. In book one, I, I'm assuming it's book one, if I remember correctly, she catches Gabriel passing something to another student, and she mentions, oh, it could be a note, it could be money, it could be drugs, but then we never know what the hell is being passed between the two football players, and that just bothers me. Like, why did you put that in the story if you're not going to clear up that little part? Again, I could be mistaken, but I read it multiple times, and I've never gotten a clear, definite response like she speculates in her head and then she's like well it's none of my business and then she walks away and i'm like well i need to know because you put that there for a reason right like so again this is just being very nitpicky that really bothered me and i think it happens a couple of other times there's one character or bad guy or villain that just completely disappears and we never hear nothing from him so i don't know if you remember the invisible dude the dude that kidnaps her from the hospital after her parents crash that gets her mm-hmm. out and takes her to the resistance. They have a conversation about him like once or twice throughout the book, but we don't ever know what happens to him. If he's alive, if he's dead, he just disappears. And I just he's felt the like one that, that can go invisible. He's the one that can go invisible. Yeah. We never get any. Now, obviously the series, I don't know if you're 
remember the series ends of, you know, if more resistance or more God bonds show up, then obviously we'll deal with them later. But I feel like the invisible dude was a key component of the resistance getting all of their information. And when you have a key player that's still alive on the, the chessboard or playing field or whatever analogy you want to use, like, I just feel that it was left open-ended because we got rid of all mm-hmm. the other villains that were that had been on the page. Right. And we didn't get that one. So again, I'm just being nitpicky on things that I feel like were left, I don't know, dangling with the carrot. If she wants to yeah. write more in the series, oh my gosh, please do. <laughs> and get these questions answered. And then I'm trying to think. I think there's an issue with the timeline. And I haven't been able to really capture it because because I love this series so much. Every time I read it, I don't retain all of the things that are probably bad because I'm just like, well, I love this series. I'm going to be in denial or like ignore it or whatever. Right. There's an issue, I think, with the timeline when she gets when she goes when she goes to the camps to save Griffin's sister. Mm-hmm. there's a part where she's talking about she's been there for weeks, but like when she comes back or when like you're, when we get the perspective from her bonds, it's only been like three or four days. So I, I can't oh, really, yeah, I can't really tell if it's really been weeks or if it's only been like three to five days, like one week. And that happens quite a few times throughout the series to where like one oh. part it's been days and then another part's been weeks. And I don't know if there's been a time jump from one scene to the next, to the next. Right. It's not clear. And it doesn't really take away from the story because you're still progressing forward. It's not like you're losing anything, but that happens right. a few times throughout the series. And I'm, it'll be like, wait, what? And then I'm like, I don't care enough. I'm just going to keep on reading. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, like That's fair. it really, it really doesn't take away, but like just being nitpicky on the things that I didn't, that I didn't like. Yeah. You have anything you want to add? I feel like I know I'm, dominating the conversation sorry well i mean it's it's been a while since i've read the series so it's way more fresh in your mind than mine the only thing that i remember not liking is i felt like the angst tension friction whatever between ollie and Knox was drug out a little too long Especially, like, once she had bonded with the other, like, like officially bonded with the other men in the group. And, like, they had moved past things. Like, the whole group was doing well. And Knox was still being the way Knox is. That, I remember that bothering me. I was just like, could you mm-hmm. get, and granted, he has a ton of trauma that he had to like get over and then like abandonment issues and all of that. But like, dude, could you just move on? Like your creatures love her. That should have been a big clue in my opinion that he needed to get over himself. Basically. I don't disagree. I, it did drag out and I feel like it should have concluded earlier in the series. Cause I think it's like book three or four. That they yeah. do the soul bonding. But I I understand the tension. I might not like it, but I understand it. I mean, can you imagine being bonded to your mom as she molests you? Like, that's... He doesn't like yeah. that word. And he... 
I think that, well, first off, let's talk about, like, I don't really, I wasn't happy with his trauma. Like, I understand, and you learn as you go on as to why they did it, right? Because it was the resistance they wanted. They wanted him to be broken so that they could turn him. That's why they separated from his brother. Like, you get that as you progress through the story, but at the beginning, you're just like, WTF, like, why is he being this way? Okay, yeah, she left. She won't tell you why she left. You think that she's not powerful, but she's actually the most powerful there is. Like, I agree. Like, you should, he should have been able to be like, this is my bonded. It's not the same thing. My creatures, you know, my nightmare creatures love her. I have this tether towards her. The bond inside me that he's never acknowledged to anybody else on even his brother is like, hey, this is who we're supposed to be. Like, there are all these positive reinforcements. So, yeah, no, I totally get it. But I do... I do think that, or I do appreciate her doing the soul bonding, doing something different with Knox. Because, you know, when you have that many mates, it gets kind of repetitive. But she threw something new. And that's another thing that I loved about right. her. Like, she kept it fresh. And by doing that, he experienced her trauma and she experienced his. And then it just put them on a whole new level, which was just, like, super – I love Knox. Like <laughs> Knox, I think – if I remember if I remember correctly, Knox ended up being my – favorite out of the out of all the bonds like he becomes so and and like you said it's part of that trauma bonding but Mm -hmm. like he becomes just so for for lack of a better word it's very trite but like he he plays her hero even though he gives her space to like take care of her own shit but Mm -hmm. he's like you are never going to stand alone again and i'm just like oh god i love you when right. book one, I I couldn't stand him. I think I think in this series, this is probably the best written character development I think I've ever read. Where you have somebody who, as the reader, you really, really like. For me, I couldn't stand him. Mm-hmm. And then once you learn more about him and as the series progresses, he, he develops so much and he becomes, I mean, the, it was a 180 for my feelings on him. And I don't think I've ever had that experience with another character in any other book or series. I second that. Absolutely. I agree. The only one that comes close and I can't remember his name but is the dragon shifter from Emerald Lakes. He's he kind of had that same like bad guy oh, didn't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, didn't want to be a part of it type of vibe. Okay. Are you dying I about Sully? No, 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 no. I just wanted to say like a disclaimer of apparently I know the names of all the characters of the books if I really love them, but any books that I don't I- Oh, you don't love it's just yeah, I named true. all Good of the point. characters in this series with no problem whatsoever when we did the recap before yeah. recording. And then, you know, Discovery, you know, Emerald Lakes, like, best series ever. You're oh, like, Sloan, like, I know who that is. Yeah. It's true. It's true. That's so funny. <laughs> well, now I'm going to know when you're lying, when you tell me you like <laughs> something, and you're like, but who was in it? <laughs> I'd be like, so you didn't actually like it. I mean, maybe I liked the book. I didn't like the characters. Is that, is that even a thing? I think that's a thing. But yeah, that's true. Salone really did do 
he was another one that had a, like a lot of character development throughout the series. But I still like I was never at a point where I'm like he shouldn't be in this bond or like mm-hmm. at the, for them it's mates. Like he should not be in this group. You know he's a douche canoe. Where this one, I was like, what the hell is his like? In my opinion, and I and I we've kind of talked about this in other discussions about this series. In my opinion, he sexually assaults Ollie in book one, mm-hmm. and like to go from a character like that to where you end up with him at the end of the series. There, I don't. It was so well done. Mm-hmm. And the way that she wrote overcoming that obstacle, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was a struggle within Ollie herself. You know, she's like, I right. didn't say no, but, like, I didn't know yeah. how to control my bond. Like, she – I'm just – Jay Bree, oh, fucking amazing. Like, everything I've read by her, and I've read almost all of her. I think I've read about 75% of her stuff. There's a couple of – like duets and some standalones that I haven't done, but everything I've read by her, I've loved. Absolutely 100% yeah. loved. I think this so is I the know, only thing I've read by her so far. I don't know if we've spoke about this, but you don't really like the bully trope, but essentially no. Nox was a bully. Were you okay with that in this? I hated him in the first book. Okay. <laughs> so no. Wait, what? You hated him? When did you say this? but i mean okay let me let me rephrase but it wasn't enough to deter you from continuing the story right obviously oh no i don't yeah i mean at no point did it did i want to dnf over it but i feel like that's because it wasn't okay so one of the biggest bully romances and i know you hate the like you it's not a good book but like for the audience, for you to kind of get a picture of why I hate bully romance, is oh my gosh, I know <laughs> is corrupt by Penelope Douglas, and I hated that book. The entire book is bullying. Whereas yes. with Jay Bree, with Bonds the Tie, you have one character that bullies her through the majority of the series, and the other characters give her a hard time at first, warranted mm-hmm. when they you know until they know the full story. You know, so it it kind of, in my opinion, it balances out. Like, it's not a bully romance. You have a bully within a romance. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does. That's a good way of putting it. And I just want to put a disclaimer on there. We love Penelope Douglas. (laughs) Okay? I have a whole shelf behind me of everything. I just want I to will throw say, that out I've there. Read several, I've read several of her books, and the only one I could not stand was Corrupt. Everything else I enjoyed. So, Which, for the audience, I've been telling her she has to get through so she can get to Kill Switch because that's the only one that matters because we love Damon. Anyways, that's my little soapbox. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> one day, maybe, maybe not. I told you, you got my Voxer about the... What bully romance you want me to read? Yeah. You changed your mind? I can't remember what it was, but yes. Okay. Yeah. I've changed my mind. I want you to read two other series by two different authors. Not (laughs) the the Penelope Douglas one. Mm, Okay. And then I'll read whatever you want me to read. I mean, granted, I'll read almost anything, but you name it and I won't say no. Another thing that I loved about this was that fantasy element of the God Bonds and, like, the reincarnation. Like, yeah. She created this world in a very 
urban fantasy, but like modernized. Like we got this this backstory and history as they were learning it. And I feel like that's very important mm-hmm. because sometimes if you set it up at the beginning, it can deter, 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 thank you, from the world. Welcome. Or not make you really interested in it. But the way that she wove it through the plot was just phenomenal. And I don't think I have read. That's not true. I think the Guild Hunter series by Nailing Singh does really good with doing the history of the Archangels and the Ancients. and Yeah, and like weaving it through all of the stories. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. And it's not easy, but she and and the covers. I normally don't like people on my covers, but I like her covers. Just throwing that out there. Jay Bree or Yeah, Jay Bree. Yeah, I really like these covers too. Yeah, I agree. And I also loved so as the OG dark reverse harem chick of this podcast. I like when my reverse harems have multiple group scenes and not just the one-on-ones. <laughs> yes. She did phenomenal with the group scenes, but I also want to say she did it really well to where Ollie bonded with each of her bonds individually too. Right. And yeah. that's – I feel like that can also be hard for for a reverse harem or a why choose romance, whichever term terminology you want to use. And I also feel like – some authors won't will pick one or the other. Maybe have like one group scene, maybe two, but then they just focus on the individuality of it, which is fine. Right. But I feel like with her, the way that she set up the world, it was important because she was a central. And the way that she explained everything about this world, like, okay, hold on, I'm I'm getting my I'm going off on tangents. Having this having them be centrals mean that they had to work cohesively as a group. Now my tangent that I stopped myself on the powers. So apparently you can have up to three powers. You have your primary, a secondary, and sometimes if you're powerful enough with your primary, you have a third. So I was, that was one aspect that I was kind of a little bit confused on. So if I North and Knox both have their nightmare creatures, that's their first power, yes. their primary power. But it talks right. about them also having th- – it talks about them having three. And Nox's second power, I don't know what it is, but his third power, or unless I'm getting the the order wrong, he can shadow jump. He can use his nightmare oh, creatures yeah. to shadow shift. I forgot about that. But I can't – I don't – remember any other thing being listed on what he can do and so north he has his nightmare creatures and then he could he caught has the dread which oh I yeah where it's like mind it's like he creates nightmares in their mind right he like well, makes their nightmares come yeah. alive and then his third power is that he can touch a corpse and figure out how it died oh yeah i forgot about that yeah. And then Ollie's, hers, she's supposed to have three, but I was unclear. So the first one is, is that she can lock people in their brains, right? And have them live nightmares or whatever. She can do that. And I think her her primary is the soul rendering, is the stripping of the souls. So maybe her third, and I just didn't understand, was her consuming the souls for power? I don't remember it ever being clear. 
Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part, too. And then Griffin, he is a neuro. So he can... But I think him being a neuro, that all of his powers, whatever level they are, is part of that. Because, like, he can read minds. He can control people with their minds and i can't remember if he i mean he could do a lot with the head with the mind so i feel like all of his even though it's multiple levels it falls under the neuro now gabe he his primary was being a shifter but or maybe his secondary is that he's a shifter and his primary is that he can shift into anything he's not limited like some of the other shifters i don't really know how that that power works uh, but his god bond is the dragon and prefers the dragon, right? But then that's all that he has. So I don't know if there is actually a third one or if the dragon is the third because it's, you know, technically a mythological creature in modern times. Right. And then finally, Atlas, he has the, he's the, um, what's the word? Like, a- like he has the shield. Right? Like he's oh. bulletproof, destruction proof. I don't know what you would call it. He's all those things. And I think his secondary is that he can expand his shield to his bondmates. And I think to other people. Yeah, and to other people too, if I remember correctly. So he can shift that to where it covers multiple people in his vicinity. And then I guess him, his god bond being the cleaver is his third power. You know, he can cut people and destroy people at a distance without actually having to touch them. But again, I'm not, the ranking is kind of hard on some of these. Right. Because, I mean, we know that it's possible. But she did that really, really great. I loved that. I had, I don't think I've ever, that I can remember, read something to where you had levels of power, like hierarchy, right? Yeah. I um, I don't think I've read... Because most of them, you just have one and that's it. Unless you're a witch, yeah, but you're there's... not talking in the craft. Right. There's only one other series that I can think that they have like levels of powers. But it's all, but it's limited to two. And typically, you only get your second based on like how something works in the world. What series is that? Fourth Wing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so like they Wait. can get a second oh, signet. That's they right. Can get a I totally signet forgot about that. If they're bonded to a dragon that like was also bonded to someone in their family line. I totally But that's the about only that. And I mean the only reason I probably even remember that is because you just finished Iron Flame like last week. Yeah, I just finished Iron Flame. The other one, I'm trying to think how uh, it's not well, it's not really different powers, but it's different types of of magic not necessarily different powers so i don't know that that would count are you talking about the high mountain court no i don't know because that was that was like witch magic Mm. wasn't it yeah witch and fey yeah yeah no i was thinking about the fey isles so i've been reading the fey isles books and there's there's like that magic system gets more developed as you go. Okay, after book one. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I cannot wait for you to read the rest of the books. You are I going know. to love them. I need to finish that. That's the one about pulling the color, right? Yes. Which is which is 
crazy in of itself. I've only ever yeah. read on one other book that had used color as magic, and that was Brandon Sanderson. What about High Mountain Court? They oh well, it's well High Mountain colored. Court. They don't use the color. It's just right. Like, the color's just an assigned. Uh, if you're a green yeah, witch, yeah, then yeah, you yeah. have green right. magic or right. fae. I feel like there was another one that had other sets of magic, but I can't remember. Okay. So I know we talked about what well, we touched on, and I should say I touched on the group scenes and how they were hot. But let me tell you something North and Knox using their shadows in the bedroom. <laughs> Yes. Now that I remember. <laughs> because I I feel like if there can be a shadow kink, I have that sh- I have that kink. <laughs> like I know it's not real, don't come at me for, for like having an unrealistic kink because I'm well aware. But like yes, Yes. And any in any other book that does it, I could name like three offhand right this second, but I won't. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, you should totally name them unless we were going to discuss them later. No, you should name them. I think you should if you want to. Fourth wing, Zayden uses his shadows. When? I don't remember that. In fourth wing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to reread that. I'm going to have to reread that before I read Iron Flame anyways. And I should have. Hold on, let me think. I I think I could be wrong. Fuck. Now I'm wondering if I'm wrong. I think at what's his name? Ash? Yeah. Ash in the Flesh and Fire series by JLA. Pretty sure he does. Okay, I haven't read that. It's fun. It's so much better than from Blood and Ash. I know. It, but it's so much better. I promise. I okay. promise. Like, it's almost like a different author wrote it. <laughs> okay. And this actually might be headcanon. I don't know if as I think, I think I've just seen way too much fan art of Azriel. <laughs> oh. Well, because we haven't got his book yet, right? But we can assume yeah. that that's going to happen because he is of the shadows. So, I'll and like, I've one. seen, and like, I'm sorry, he cannot not be kinky. Oh, yeah. It's always the quiet ones. Look at Knox. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So like, I feel like there's, there's one more, but I can't, I can't. I'm, think of it I think there is one now. more because I think I asked you, I was like, what the heck is this, this trigger warning? It was, it was on a trigger warning. I think that I had read and you had mentioned that that was a thing. And you mentioned Akatar. I was like, oh, okay. But I can't remember the book. I'll have to like, see if I can go through. But yeah, no, that was super that was like way hot. But I do have to say it's, that one of my favorite scenes though is when Knox start like nerding out when they go to the archives. Yes. Alice, I just, and he's like, this has got to be in order. Like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. Like, follow the boxes. Like, him totally nerding out on that scene. Like, I'm I bookmarked it because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why Knox is my soulmate. Yeah. I mean, any any glimpse that we ever got of Knox where his shield are down, like he, we get to see this other side of him, I was mm-hmm. all about. And I mean, and I'm yeah. like that with any any of your like big bad characters. Do we want to rank the males or no? I don't remember them. Individ- I mean, Knox is one, period. Other than that, don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, we'll I remember liking... I remember liking Gabriel because he's like the fun and flirty, like kind of happy-go-lucky Best guy, friend. right? Best friend. 
guy next door. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, that's my least favorite character because I feel like they have such little character development. Like they're like I think like the the guy in um, Emerald Lakes, Kit, Cat, Kai, Kai, Koi. It was Kai. Kai. I was all over it. We really he was like today with the name. We did. We really did. But like him, like he was that same way. Like happy go lucky, A everything's great. You know. Yes, and I just. I mean, they're cute and they're very great for like that relief that you need in these heavier series, but they, they typically end up being my least favorite character Mm -hmm. just because like they don't have a ton of development. Yeah, I agree. So Knox would be my number one and then Griffin and North would be tied at two and then Gabe and Atlas would be tied at three. Okay. I I would, I would, I feel like I would agree because Atlas is the rich kid, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they were all like, okay. And then Griffin was like. Big Knox's Buffy. Best friend. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Him in the bedroom was pretty hot, too. Yes. Okay, yep. I totally agree with that ranking then. Okay. Yep. So, are we ready to start rating? Sure. Okay, so for the darkness, I would say a three or a four. Really? I mean, because we have you go, the murder. You go up to four? Yeah. Yeah, we, on everything, the page. everything is on the page. Yeah. You know? The whole trauma thing with Knox in of itself, I think just her relationship with him Oof. is like a four by itself. But yeah. like all the fighting, while some of it is graphic, some of it's not. I mean, the death of, of Atlas's parents being hung, him becoming a cleaver, the dragon oh, like yeah. eating everybody. Like that, she did it so phenomenally well, you know. Yeah, she did. And then their relationships. So they didn't start out really good, you know, because they thought she ran away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the way that, I mean, that they everybody did treated her. her. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that in of its, yeah, I'm thinking of four. What's yeah. our scale again? I got to pull this up. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I think really the only thing that's missing is, I mean, I guess technically they're all murderers, but like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's okay, not like so they're out. They're not doing it. Yeah, so the reason why I'm not giving it a five is because they don't want to be killing. They don't want to be doing it, but they have to because right. of the environment. So that's why I yeah. feel like four is a good point of, or yeah. a good scale Yeah, with everything that's happening. Because once the war is over, they're not going to be doing that no more, right? It's necessity. Right. So, But it's still right. happening, right? So we have to acknowledge that, and that's why I say a four. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm I'm good with that. Okay, and how do we feel about the spicy? <sighs> You, you're going to remember better than me. I mean, I know there were a couple of scenes with like Knox and or North where she got tied, like, quote unquote, tied down, held down by the shadows. But I think that's as kinky as it got. Yeah. Other than group scenes, obviously. But I don't consider group scenes kinky, personally. Especially if you're talking about like a reverse harem, white shoes romance. Okay, hold on. I got to think on that for a second and see if I agree with you or not. I don't know if I do. I think it depends on the book and how it's written. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you're talking about, like, the group scenes out of the Four Horsemen series by, I think it was Sarah Bailey, those were kinky AF. Yeah, they were kinky. I will give you that. So, like, so that's what I think about, like, if we're talking about kinky group scenes, that's kinky. Where, like, this, I don't, I mean, it's just, it's just a bunch of people having sex. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Griffin prepping Ollie for Knox to come have sex with her for the first time was pretty kinky. Okay. I mean, nothing like, but not like, like. I don't like, remember that. What? Yeah. What? So, 
the Bonds were like, either you guys do this or we're going to take over and we're going to make you Bond. Um, and so when they come back from a fighting scene or whatever, she goes to take a shower and then Griffin comes and then Griffin kind of like warms her up or whatever. And then Knox comes in and like fucks her from behind and that's how they bond. It was pretty hot. <laughs> like nothing like, there was like no scene or like no toys, but like I thought it was pretty kinky. <laughs> I mean, you know, okay. I would, a three or a four, I would think for spicy. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree that that you would you would land between those two. Yeah. I mean. We need to pick which one. So hold on. I pulled it up. So three is making us sweat and four is smutty. It wouldn't be five because it wasn't kiki. Yeah. Would you consider the series smutty? I feel like there's just so much. No. Yeah. I I think that's where I'm struck. Like, there was such a good plot and story Uh and character development. Like, I I don't, I don't, like, I would not read this story or I wouldn't read the series for smut. I would read this series for the story. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not reading the series for the sex, so I can go with a three because of that. I'm reading it because it's such a fucking phenomenal story, and I love the magic system, and I love the bonds, and, like, all the things. Yeah. I'm not – the sex is just a bonus in this right. series. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So three. Okay. And then overall rating. Five stars. Agreed. Five stars, yeah. 100%. I, I loved the series. I'm not a person that rereads series typically, and I would – I'm sure I will reread that series at some point because I did really, really love it. And I want the physical books also, by the way, so I can sit down and read They're them. on my list. But I do have the special editions from the Arcane Society. Listen, I don't even want to talk about all your special editions. I can't even <laughs> handle it. They're so, so beautiful. I cannot wait for books three and six to show up. They're supposed to be hopefully shipping soon. But I need the print copies from, you know, Jay Bree's version. Um, because those are just beautiful in of themselves. Yeah, too. they like, are. I absolutely love the series. Five stars overall. Yeah. So we decided, listeners, to do something a little bit different because it was six books and there was a lot of quotes. <laughs> a lot. So we're many. gonna end this episode with an additional quote, just because there were so many to choose from, and these were our top two picks. So or I should say we're done, right? We don't is there anything else? No, I think we're good. Our closing quote is Recovery isn't about wiping the board clean. Recovery is learning how to function around all the scars and open wounds inside of us. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's such a good quote. I feel like that's where they all ended up. Okay, readers. And where does the darkness rate with you? Thank you for joining us on the journey into the shadows of love, where dark romance stories come to light. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Bones of the Story as much as we did. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to us. And to stay updated on all things dark romance, follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, ideas, or even your own dark romance stories with us. Drop us a line at bonesofthestory at gmail.com. Remember, our next tantalizing episode is just around the corner, so keep your hearts open and your senses sharp. Until then, embrace the darkness and let the stories continue to stir your deepest desires. This is Misty and Jen signing signing off from from Bones Bones of the Story. Story.